On today's episode of Locked on Bulls, we're going to break down the Bulls' big win over the Golden State Warriors that saw Nikola Vucevic tie his career high with 43 points. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, first time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host, and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Bro, this guy, I had no hopes, bro. I don't know what you did over on my uh, channel, uh, Chicago Bulls Central. When I did the pregame, I was like, I don't have any hopes for this team. Consider how we give up three-point shooting. The Warriors are probably the best three-point shooting maybe a team ever. Um, I didn't have high hopes. The Bulls led this game and won every quarter but the second quarter that saw them give up 41 points. But outside of that, the Bulls led this game the whole way through. Pat, overall feelings on this game? Eh. Yeah, you know I mean, like, I, I mean, I, it's not even me being mean or disrespectful to the team. It's like, yeah, they did what we seen them do. Eh, we beat Boston twice. Eh, we beat Milwaukee twice. Eh, it's a good win. A great win. Love it. I'd rather be going into this Detroit win. Or, dang, I just, apparently I just predicted it. I'd rather be going into this Detroit game out in Paris where we have three days off with a win. Then with a loss, 110%. I love that we beat the Golden State Warriors. What does that mean for this team in the long run? And I, I hate that that's how we're living on every game of this. The Bulls did some great things in this game. I thought they played well defensively. I thought they closed out very aggressively outside of the second quarter. That second quarter was awful. Uh, but but I thought they closed out aggressively on Stephen Curry. thought they did a good job trying to make Klay Thompson work. Now, Klay Thompson was still cooking, but he had to work for a good chunk of that game, right? I thought they did a really good job kind of taking Draymond's passing ability out of the game. You know, I, I love all of that, but it's just Listen, we're in an abusive relationship, bro. Like, it's every time I want to get out, y'all bring me back in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's just the way it goes, bro. Like, unfortunately, with this team and where we are right now, man, it just that's just the way that it goes. I mean, yeah, it, we beat the better teams. We need to start beating some of the bad teams. And while, like, a lot of people are like, well, we're going into an easy stretch, I'm almost more afraid that we're going on to an easy stretch because of how this team has gotten beat by teams under under 500. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. It's like, yeah, we should be excited about this, but this could be the most dangerous part of the season for oh, us. No, I swear I predicted us. By the way, on the YouTube side, if you're in here right now, hit the like button. I swear I predicted this for us. Like, if you agree. I literally was just like, We'll probably go like two and two next week. We'll beat the Hawks. We'll get smoked by Orlando because they can just outrun us. We'll get beat by Indiana because we feel like we should beat the Indiana Pacers. And then like we'll finish out the week with like a random win that puts us in the right. You know what I mean? Like, and and that's just where this team is right now. Now, here's the thing. If anything, right. This is the one thing that I will say that it it does give me a little hope moving forward about the Chicago Bulls. What have we talked about this Bulls team with all season, right? 
the second of back-to-backs, back-to-back games, how many back-to-backs this Bulls team has had, how often they've had to run, how much rest they've actually had, how they've actually been able to nurse some of those injuries. You basically have a game that interrupts a five-day weekend. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing, and you're going into that with a win. You got three days off. You play Detroit. You got three days off. You come back. You play Atlanta. You're getting a lot of rest here. This is an opportunity for you to do a lot of reflecting, a lot of you know getting himself, getting yourself back into uh, 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 feeling better about where your team is right now and starting to move in the right direction. This could be a turning point in the season for the Chicago Bulls as you're heading into the second half of your season. I mean, and that, but that the thing that I am pessimistic about, I know you just gave what you're pessimistic about, is I've said that and felt that way probably about five times over this season so far. It's just so hard for me to get to the place of just being like, hey, this could be what turns around our season. Because I felt like that before, and it's like, yeah, they played through Vooch. They played against a great team, um, a team that's that has their own struggles on the road, right? Let's not act like the Warriors are playing with full power right now because I absolutely think the Warriors just come on better in the second half of most 17. seasons. Huh? Four and 17 on the road. Exactly. So, you know, I I try to be honest and fair with reviewing and talking about those things as well. But listen, this team, we know what this team can be. Like, I think at this point, this team has nothing left to prove what they can be when they're firing on all cylinders and playing and executing well on both sides of the ball. We know all know at this point what this team can be in those situations. The problem is. We haven't seen that team consistently. And and that team, we'll see it for two games. We'll not see it for the next three. We'll see it for three games, not see it for four. We just need to see this team. I need to see this team play. And again, I'm not saying all these wins in a row, but I need to see this team play this exact same way for at least 15 games in a row at this point before I believe it. And at that point, we'll only have 20 games left in the season. I told y'all, five games above 500. That's what I believe in this team. (laughs) And we might not have enough games to actually get five games above 500. You know what I mean? Like, But but it's really one of those things now where I'm just – I love that the Bulls got this win. I thought the Bulls did some great things. I'll tell you what I love the most, right? Of course, we're going to talk about Vooch going off for 43-11, and I believe he finished the game with. Um, Four four rebounds – or four four assists, four steals, right? Like, we're going to talk about all of that. But I love that they just allowed him to have that game. Yeah. This was a prime game for Zach Levine to say, okay, it's my turn to make this next move. It's my turn to get get myself into a – uh, a rhythm going here. It's my turn to take these shots. We didn't see that. Zach Levine was like, yo, hey, let's run this pick and roll. I'm coming off of it. Bow, ball right in your hand. Go to work. Oh, you went to work? Not surprised by that. They don't have nobody over 6'9 on this team. Let's go back down on the other. I, I love that we saw that. We've seen mm-hmm. that before. It, it's it's about the, the one thing we know about this Bulls team, the only thing we can say about this team on the season, consistently, they're inconsistent. Yeah. So because we're not going to talk, we're going to talk about Vooch in the next segment. We don't have his own segment planned for Zach. The the game that Zach's been playing since he hurt his hand, right? Not shooting. He didn't shoot the ball nearly as bad this game as what he did last game. But Zach Levine over the last two games is averaging 14 free, uh, free throws a game. Do you think this needs to be a bigger part of Zach Levine's consistent offense as him trying to get to the line? Because we don't see him get to the line that regularly. I think Zach Levine drives they're starting to give him more calls. Mm. Zach drives. Zach yeah, he does. does. Now, he that I will give you. He does drive a lot. He gets to a point where he literally just says, F it, I've got to be stronger than you and try to lay this ball up high off of the glass and get the mug to go – get it to go in. You know what I mean? Like, that's – that's, and most of the times, right, through contact. That's the Zach Levine we've seen more times than not this season. Now you're starting to see him get those calls. 
Now you're starting to see it. I don't know what the switch is on that, but mm-hmm. maybe it's just because he's the only dude on the team that's scoring, and they're like, we can't get a calls to you and DeMar. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Maybe that's literally all it is, and now he's starting to get them. Um, but I, I think that that's that's an important part of everybody's game. The free throw line is rest. The free throw they call line, it free throws for for a reason, right? But so for his career, Zach Levine has only averaged four point two free throws per game. He's averaging fourteen and a half over the last over the last two games, and he's averaging ten free throws a game so far in the month of January, which has been about eight games. I like Zach Levine getting to the line with him driving more with his with his shot falling at a better percentage. Zach, if you don't learn anything else from Demar, the ability to get to the free throw line to get you easy points, like you said, it gives you a time to calm down to slow down the game and the offense to get you time for rest. All those things it gives the time the coach time to make adjustments. So I want to see Zach. I'm not it's be too much to ask him to make this like to get this level of free throw shooting for the rest of the season. But I would like to see Zach at least six to eight free throws a game going forward. I would love it. it. And here's the reason why, right? Six to eight free throws is the difference between us looking at P. Will and saying, why are you shooting poorly? And us looking at P. Will and saying, wow, you had a really nice game. Same for Zach Levine. Zach Levine mm-hmm. shot seven for 18 tonight. Yeah. And literally all of the uh, – what, what did he shoot from three? What, two for – what was it? He's one for eight. So it literally is all mid-range shots and layups. But – he finishes this game with 27 and nine, still making an impact by getting to the free throw line. Getting to the free throw line changes the entire game that you play, and it gets your team more rest. It gets you a chance to actually get a breather in there. Like those, those are the those are the most important moments of this game. And I know the NBA is trying to like limit how many free throws and, and fouls they're calling because they want the game to be at a fast pace. But mm-hmm. Zach Levine's not getting hit any different than we've seen all season. They're just giving him the calls now, and I think that's probably the biggest issue. And I also think he's not looking for them as much either. He's, he's not doing as much. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think that's a that's a point as well too. Um, but one of the things in this game is Nikola Vucevic scoring forty three points. We're going to talk about that up next. And if you bet it the old, the under uh, on him scoring uh, forty three points, listen. You made a mistake there. How does that so, line? They set the line at forty three. The line, the line actually for Vooch in this game was looks like eighteen. So if you would have bet the over, you would have you would have hit that a lot. And where you could have done that is at Prize Picks. You put how does Prize Pick work? You pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than the Prize Pick projections, you can win up to twenty five times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. College basketball, men's and women's soccer, WNBA, and esports. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. All right, Patrick. <laughs> So I'd have shot the ball more than eight times. (laughs) Vooch scores and ties his career high 43 points. He also chips in 13 rebounds, four assists, four steals, only one turnover, has a a positive plus minus of plus 24. How do you feel about Vooch's career night, bro? 
it's a night that I think most of us feel like he's capable of having more times than not. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a recipe that the Chicago Bulls need to hold on to where not just Vooch being fed in the paint and him being able to create, and he didn't even have as many assists tonight, literally, because there was no reason to go to anybody else. It was like, just go to work, let you do what you do. But the Chicago Bulls, it almost feels like they play too much politics. Mm. It almost feels like this team literally is just like, we have to go to Zach because he's paid $215 million. We have to go to DeMar because he broke a Wilt record last year. Go to the hot hand. Stick with the hot hand. Go to the hot hand. <laughs> it shouldn't be difficult. We shouldn't be questioning. Go to the hot hand and you stick with the hot hand. Literally, Zach Levine did not interfere with Vooch. Zach Levine got the ball in his hand, had multiple opportunities where he could have went to the bucket, tried to play hero ball. You know what he did? Vooch, get up here. Set the screen, you big mug. Comes off of the screen, gives him the ball right back. Vooch gets the lay. Or Vooch goes to work down low. They didn't try to get anybody else involved. And I'm not saying that you want to play one-on-one basketball, but if you have a legit matchup that's cooking, let him cook. And Vucci tonight cooked. And my guy, I mean, listen, the, the three-pointers help. And by the way, everybody was like, oh, Vooch shouldn't be shooting threes. Yeah, that's why you kind of still want him shooting threes. In uh, rhythm. In, in rhythm. In rhythm. Yeah. Good threes. They, they, they were leaving Vooch. They didn't have an answer for him, especially if he's able to spread the floor. But the thing is, it's about how they established him. They established him down low first. He was killing Kaminga and Draymond. And uh, not uh, not Kaminga, uh, Looney and Draymond. And I mean, literally, it was one play where Vooch like got the ball, did a spin move, pump fake. Everybody just jumped past him, and he just laid the ball in. I was like, they have no answer for him. They have no, no idea what no. he's gonna do. Once and, Draymond didn't work, that's when I was like, oh, Vooch about to cook the rest of the bro, night. Vooch is float game down here. He float too. <laughs> that boy <laughs> got that mug on point, dog. Like. It don't matter what he shot the floater, the turnaround floater from the free throw line. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy, man. It, it, Vooch, when Vooch gets in rhythm, the thing I like about Vooch's game is that Vooch has big games, and sometimes you just look and be like, "Wait, Vooch has twenty five? Like but, it, yeah. it, it's so effortless." And so, and I also think playing from the inside out with Vooch this game, and again, you can't do it every game to this level and to this extent. You're gonna have to mix it up sometimes. But you saw everything. The offense flowed so great. P- players were also moving without the ball. P. Will cut more this game than what I've seen P. Will cut to the rim at any point in time. In his career. Yeah. Like that. Uh, take the rest of his career combined, I'm sure he cut to the basket more this game than the rest combined. Because he just, he was always moving. I, there wasn't a point in time, unless he was wide open and waiting for the shot to try to attempt the three, that I don't think I just saw P. Will just, just at the three-point line just waiting this game. And you know what? I'll say this, right? I thought P. Will had a better game. This is the P. Will that I'm talking about, right? P. Will had a Javante Green game tonight. P. Will only shot three fades. He didn't have a good shooting night. Yeah, at all. But I saw P. I I felt like I left this game feeling like P. Will had a good game. 
He was impactful on the defensive end. He was playing the passing lanes. He was doing a lot of good things for Zach Levine to get him open, setting screens. He was helping Vooch on the backside, right? Like, that's all I'm asking. I'm not sitting here asking P. Will to come out and be 30 points a game. At some point, we have to be asking that because, you know what? He's the fourth pick in the draft. He should be giving you some kind of 25-point performances. But the thing that I'm asking for is I need to feel your impact on the basketball game. When Javante Green, DJJ was in the game, felt his impact. Javante Green in the game. I feel his impact. Caruso's in the game. I feel his impact. I liked how P. Will played tonight, and I think he really did a good job helping Vooch to take some of the pressure off him, right? Otherwise, you got, you literally have Draymond on Vooch all night. And, okay, let me ask you this. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I know it was against a team with nobody over 6'9", but there was a line, we don't usually see Derek Jones Jr. and P. Will out there together. P. Will was playing center. Was I, was I, I mistaken, or did I see P. Will playing some center this game? AC, P. Will, and Alex Caruso. They were on the floor together. Or I'm sorry, AC, P. Will, and uh, AC is Alex Caruso, dummy. Yeah. DJJ. They were yeah. on the floor together. And on the offensive side, P. Will was playing some center, which versus this team, you can. Yeah. And on the defensive side, they were in a 3 2. And they were at the top of the key, and my God, Golden State could not move. They yeah. HC passed. Stephen Curry got passed off to P. Will, who then passed him off to DJJ trying to go back the other way. And Steph was like, I'm passing it. We, I'm we almost saw the formation of Captain Carney tonight. That's <laughs> almost what we saw. We, we got three ways there that almost all connected. Bro. Like, arms hey. are combined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, it was just good to see. I like, love the energy that the Bulls play with. I love the execution. I love how – Usually, a lot of times, you give up a 41-point second quarter, the Bulls never get back in that game. They came out in a 42-point second quarter, I should say. They came out to start that second half, and they you could tell they had a game plan that they were confident in on both sides of the ball. They executed, and what? They got that lead back down within, what, the first four minutes of the quarter? Yeah. So, and, it, and it never got big, right? I mean, we scored 40 – what, we scored 39 in the first quarter? We score, scored 35 in the fir- 35 first quarter. So it never got huge, right? Like, it never got like, oh, my God, we're out of this game. But it, it's one of those games. It, it's like you said. It's the games that the Bulls lose. That was one of those games where and, – and not even to say the Bulls aren't competitive in those games, but mm-hmm. it felt like, right, like anytime we see that 40-plus point quarter, we're just like, yeah, that's that's probably the game. Yeah. Like, even if we fight back in this, we're probably going to have to do so much to fight back that that's probably the game. So, I, listen, I thought that – listen, Vooch, Vooch was dominant. And that's all you can say. And I think that you have to continue to find ways to get him involved in the game, no matter what. He cannot have games where he has 10 shots. That, that is that is asinine to me. He cannot yeah. have games. Listen, I get not running plays for P. Will. I know a lot of people are upset about that, but I get not running plays for P. Will. He's he's your fourth option. You're not running plays for your fourth option. Vooch is, is, is a all-star. Vooch is a star caliber player. Mm-hmm. You need to be running plays for Vooch. And it, it seems like they worked on their entry passes uh, they bit. got the ball to Vooch a lot better and identified when he had the mismatch to get him at the right time, too, a bunch of times. Like, and they always mismatches. Did we, did I see a couple of box outs, too, from the team as a whole? Like, what, what was happening here? Like, we boxed out on the offensive rebound? Bananas, bro. Bananas. Hey, hey, it's wild, bro. I, I can't believe that we even do that. It's like we're playing basketball tonight. Um, I, th- I think I ask you this, right? is the biggest difference in this Bulls team. And we'll talk about this heading into the next segment a little bit more because we got to do the ad, got to do the ad read. But the difference in this team, right? We see them lose versus sub 500 teams win versus these teams. Mm-hmm. Is Kobe right? Is Kobe right? Is Kobe White the difference maker 
for the Chicago Bulls. Bro, I have a hot take on Kobe, and I think I'm going to lead off the next segment with it. I'm going to let you do that. But before we do that, man, I do got to tell you guys about a delicious treat. I, I know because I'm sitting down, right? Y'all can't see it, but your boy's getting in a little bit better shape, man. Been working out, going to the personal trainer. But my biggest problem has always been my diet. My diet is atrocious. I eat like a high schooler. So I needed something that's going to help me get my body back in order that doesn't taste like crap. And that's why I choose Built Bar, man. When you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want to eat all the fat and calories, you got to try Built Bar. What makes it so good? For starters, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And dog, here's the best part. It comes in flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm not a coconut guy. It's actually not bad even for me. I'm not a coconut guy at all. Like, what's that one candy bar that's, like, made of pure coconut? Like, who, who would want that? That's weird. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, I'm not sure how they do it, but uh, these bars, they taste like candy bars and while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better, they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get you a box. For years, right, I, we've been telling you guys, hey, you got to go over to Built.com just to buy these. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Sam's Club got the big box, so go to Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream or double chocolate or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, though, you can grab the 13-bar box with one of our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. I'm telling you right now. You'll thank me later. Check it out over at Walmart, over at Sam's Club, or as always, you can go to built.com. Dun, 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 dun. All right, Pat. So I said I had a hot take. I'm going to say it at the start of this. And we're going to talk about some of the keys to the Bulls being more consistent. I am ready for the Bulls to extend Kobe White right now. I'm ready to say that Kobe White is the player that this Bulls team needs, deserves, and he is starting to round out. And so one of, and I think with this, this version of Kobe adding that shooting in, being more consistent next year, we're going to be talking with the team has to play better, but next year we're going to be talking about Kobe White as a six man of the year candidate. Here's the only thing that I'll ask you. And I like how Kobe's been playing. I do think mm-hmm. that he's, he, he's a key to the Chicago Bulls being this level of team. Kobe White last year in the month of February, I believe, or January, one of them had his highest stat totals of his career. Mm -hmm. Top three-point shooting player, uh, was getting to the bucket better, was defending a little bit better, not not great, but still a little bit better. Is this Kobe White going to be the Kobe White we see moving forward, or is this just another drop in the bucket? I I feel like what he's doing – is easy to replicate. So it's harder to shoot, I think, for a player to just continually shoot almost 50% for three-point range. But I do think that the activity on defense, the passing, the putting the ball on the floor, those type of things, just just the overall awareness from Kobe and IQ that seems to rise, I think I would rather bet on that than the huge scoring performance. Because I, I, he's going to have hot nights. That's going to be the thing. And while, yeah, February was a great month for him, let's let, let's not forget December, January, and February, he averaged almost 16 points per game on, on yeah. 50% shooting those three months. That's half the season, um, which 
hopefully that type of shooting comes back for him. But the things that you're doing now, I, I'm more willing to bet that being a consistent part. There is a little bit. Don't get me wrong. You, If you extend Kobe White right now, you're running the risk. It absolutely can be a flash of a pan, one of those. Uh, it's a it's a contract year type seasons. But the way he's playing, man, I just it just feels like something that's sustainable for him. I I, I feel like it, right? I think the big thing with Kobe is, uh, is he going to be able to stay healthy, knock on wood, right? Like, I, I do think that he's going to be uh, a better player. Or he has turned into a better player. And I said this right now, and I checked with a lot of, like, pros in the league and stuff, or that have played in the league. And I was like, what do y'all work on during the season? It was like, the next game. <laughs> so Kobe White actually getting to have his first offseason and seeing what one offseason did for him. Mm-hmm. I'm more inclined to keep Kobe around than not. Um, but I, I, I am concerned that maybe it's literally just one stretch. You know what I mean? That it, that it's just one section of, Hey, this looks really good. This looks really consistent. You know what I mean? Like while he's playing better this season, I, I, I like what Kobe's doing. I just always am going to have that. Right. And, it's, and listen, if he finishes out the season playing well on the bulls, the entire time, I won't have that. You've given me a season of production that I can look back and say, you took a legitimate step out of the three uh, 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 draft picks that we had, right? Lowry Markkinen and Kobe White have taken legitimate steps this season while being healthy. I think health is the biggest thing for them, too. What's the number right now that would be too much for you to pay for Kobe White? Are you going full mid-level exception type money for Kobe and how he's playing right now? Are you starting it? Are you are you starting a little bit lower? Like what 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 do you think? What's the number if Kobe walks in is like I don't want I don't want less than this? Are you how like long, all right? We just gotta let Kobe go. How long are we keeping? Three years. I think that I think I don't think he's earned the full five year extension. I think it has to be three years with a, with an option on the end, end of that, be it player or team. I would give him three years. What's he getting now? He's a top ten pick. He's you got to go up, right? Like he's, he's going seven, pick. getting seven point eight. I think this year. I'd give him three at probably around sixteen to eighteen mil a year. And Kobe seven point four million dollars right now. Yeah, I'd, I'd give him three at probably sixteen to eighteen mil a year. You know what I mean? Like it with a player option at the end, sixteen or eighteen, sixteen, probably more towards sixteen. Probably more towards oh, six. So you're higher than me. I'm not giving Kobe over over 12.5. Like Look, here's the problem, right? It's also about you wanting to bring him back. This is I understand that. Teams but are, Kobe are gonna let teams are gonna offer Kobe White probably 15 mil. I see if Kobe, if he had two seasons of that, I would think. But one season of it, I'd and your shooting, your all your shooting numbers went down from last season. I don't think he's gonna get that type of offer. Down, but I just don't. Player. Yes, but down, but a better player, but still a player that you the way Kobe's playing now. Even though he has the upside of scoring, you can find better defensive players to that play. Like, listen, that's not even what Alice Caruso's getting. So I'm definitely not not like he's Alice younger, Caruso so he's going to get paid though. more. Yeah, Alice Caruso older though. Alice yeah, only by only by three years. That's a lot, my boy. <laughs> yeah, no, not that much. Not not for a former NBA champion, brother. We, we saw, we saw Tony Bradley get more than that. Uh, Tony Bradley. I keep saying that. I was about to say, Tony, Tony Bradley. Tony Allen get more than that being older after a championship run. So Tony Tony Allen legitimately is one of the best defenders in NBA history. Exactly. So, 
So that's a little different. Like, <laughs> but, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you're he he got less than 15. You're not nobody's offering Kobe 15. That's also bro. a different NBA though, bro. True, but no. Look, look at the look at the deals that were given this offseason, bro. Kobe White isn't getting fifteen million dollars on on the open market. We'll see. We'll see, man. We'll, well see. he maybe because sometimes you got to offer restricted free agents a little bit more so the team won't match them. So that that I'll give you that. I'll give. You, I wasn't thinking that. That I'll give you. That. All plays in. Uh, I, I'll ask you this, right? I, of course, we talk about the player Kobe White, how he played today. Played really well. Did came out was a really big asset for the Chicago Bulls here. Uh, wow, by the way, I know this is locked on Bulls, but the Giants in win formation over the Vikings. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's wild. Like, that is wild. <laughs> All right. So, uh, here, here's the one question that I will ask um, the, the chat, you, of course. What did you see tonight? What have we seen in these wins that is different than in the losses? Because there's got to be something that is different in the wins. Because they're wins versus the best teams in the league from both conferences than the losses. I will say I think execution for a full four quarters of defense. Like, well, heart on four. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> second quarter be it. But the, the the team came out and set a tone defensively early, forced turnovers. Yeah, we know that the Golden State Warriors are susceptible to turnovers, but a lot of those turnovers were forced just by good defense. I think it's that. The defense that the Bulls played today is just is wild. I see this. When we play the best teams in the NBA, we hustle. I know it sounds dumb. It sounds basic, right? Ayo DeSumo was on the floor. Diving for the ball. Alice Caruso diving in the passing lanes. <laughs> Hustle, heart, fight. They're not letting you just uh, push them off of the screen. Versus OKC, I don't think I saw one person die for a 50-50 ball. Versus the, the Washington Wizards. I We saw one person die for a 50-50 ball, then have no idea what to do with it. And that was at the very end of the game when we needed a game-winning shot. Hmm. I think when the Bulls go into these subpar against these subpar teams, they feel like they don't have to have as much effort because they still score a lot. They still put up 115 to 130 points on those subpar teams. They end up losing 145 to 130. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it, and it's 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 weird to say it like like it, it's a something so simple, right? They just don't hustle. Like that's that's an easy like cop out answer, but legit. When I saw this team tonight diving on the floor to make sure that the Golden State Warriors didn't get a second-chance possession, diving on the rebounds to make sure that the Golden State Warriors didn't get a second-chance possession. I was like, I don't remember seeing that one time versus OKC. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we saw that a lot. Oh, I just got an update, too. The max that Kobe White can get offered, and that's from the Bulls, is $13 million a year. Oh well, I'm that's wrong. his max. We're so, both wrong. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even think about the fact that that's his max. Keep in mind, because rookie scale deal, he can only get a fifty-five percent raise. Raise. So that's true. I forgot about that because yeah. they didn't. They didn't re-sign him to a rookie extension. So yeah. No, they did. He's on the extension now. Well, they gave no. They gave him his qualifying. Oh, no, he's on the. He's on the option year. He's oh, on. A, this is his rookie year extension. Yeah, yeah this offseason is rookie extension. So yeah. Um, but. 
But yeah, I mean, it, it, well, yeah, that changes a lot. And yeah, 13 mil. I'd pay 13 mil for Kobe, right? Uh, You're maxing <laughs> out Kobe? I mean, if you, you have to do it to keep him. Bro, the, uh, but you got to think, I'm thinking that that's his max. Like, he hasn't he hasn't maxed out, like, his, his contract yet. Max is, max is the word that is attributed to it. He's I get that. Like I get that. Dollar player. I get that. I'm still looking at Mo Bamba only got 10 and a half after the season he had last season. And plays none. So Yeah, plays none. I, mean, I don't know what's going on down there. That's bro. weird. That's <laughs> weird. They, they, they literally rescinded his qualifying offer to just re-sign him with cap space and then still not play him. This is a weird situation. Anyway. I'm sorry, you were making a point about, well, about no, something I, before I brought I, up. I, I just I just think that right, like the, the Bulls, they they they're they don't come into every game with the mindset of, hey, I've got to outwork the guy on the other side of me. Yeah. And I think that that's like to me, right? Like that's the biggest problem. And they do it versus because here's the thing versus sub 500 teams, they don't have talent usually. They mm-hmm. don't have enough talent to beat you. So what do they rely on? Heart and grit. That's it. Yeah. Hustle. That's all they rely on. And if I out-hustle you eight out of ten times, that gives my team that is subpar but still NBA players four more opportunities to take shots and try and make them. That's facts. Execution is key. Execution is key. But this has been a great win, great conversation. And uh, we get we get three days off, bro. And then a game. And then we only have one game in the next seven days. I, that is, yeah, but that's crazy. Four in the, the week after that, so yeah. <laughs> it is nice, though. It is yeah. nice, but you know, and we have four this week. Days off, man. Exactly. Because, uh, tune into all the content that's going to be dropping up on <laughs> City Breeze. Make sure to check out everything that's happening over on uh, Chicago Bulls Central, and of course, we'll be dropping episodes here on Locked On Bulls as well. Maybe try to get some guest spots on this, but we got to get cool on. We got to get cool on. Oh yeah, definitely before that game, we'll have to, we have to hit them up before and after, and just be like, you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> he may be asking us that. Hey, he's okay? like, yes, that's right. Exactly. You guys cool? You guys cool? Detroit beat us, didn't they? No, I think we came back and won that game, right? I don't think so, bro. I think Detroit beat us the first did time. They, we did we lose to Detroit? We lost to Detroit this year. Am I am I mistaken? I'm looking it up. Hold on. Or or am no, I we won. We won 132 right. to 118. Oh, we, yeah, we won. Okay, yeah. all right. So uh, yeah, we'll have Ku on. Hopefully, we'll be asking him, is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls on the Twitter side. And, of course, over on Instagram, follow uh, me on everything at Pat the Designer. Same for both of those. You can follow me at CEO Hayes and CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls and making us your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go and check out. What are we supposed to be plugging today? Got to cut that part out. Go go and check out Game to Game. We're the Locked On experts. Uh, break down every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On game to game uh, from across the – you can check out on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. For Path of Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls. Peace, y'all. Peace.